How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. You know, right before this show started, I was checking out this chat here, twitch.tv slash F4W video. Our Twitch homies and occasional Twitch jabroni here. And somebody says, ah, Raw was Raw. No. Raw was not Raw this week. Raw was worse. Way worse. Between SmackDown and Raw this week, I tweeted one thing about this show last night. And it was about how they're begging to hand over this 18-49 to AEW. The show was bottom of the barrel. I predicted last night, and I stand by it. We're looking at an all-time record low. And if these nerds at Nielsen can get their game together, we're going to know in less than an hour. The show sucked. SmackDown sucked. If you're one of these WWE defenders, shut this show off right now. I'm, I'm actually going to... I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Everybody, whoever's moderating the chat, here's the deal today. Any... Anybody pro Monday Night Raw, I want banned. You hear me? Banned. But I will allow you to be unbanned if you call this show and you give me a good argument as to why this Raw show is bad. If you can do that, I will lift your ban and you can go on and and knock yourself out in this chat. But I do not want anyone on that chat just typing crap behind a keyboard. You call this show... And you tell me why this Raw was any good. Otherwise, you're banished from chat. The show was so bad. An atrocity. I, I can't even believe they put it on the air. I'm going to talk about that. Impact. AW. NXT. And more. If I can handle it. Wrestling Observer Live. Alright, we're back here in the show. Brian Alvarez here. Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi is going to be here at some point. I don't know when. It doesn't matter for this first segment, trust me. So here's the deal, everybody. Every time there's a bad Raw, and I tweet anything about it, or I start talking about it here on the show, I have to hear some peanut brain numbskull on my timeline, or on the Twitch chat, or on some message board, or Reddit, or whatever. Okay, well listen. Unscreened open lines here today. No call screener. The phone lines are open right now. But listen, at this moment, for the foreseeable future, I may lift this rule here in the final segment of the show, but you may only call if you're one of those people that goes on my timeline or on some board on the internet or on the chat here and cries that I'm not being fair and that Raw was good. Those are the only people allowed to call. If you call for any other reason, you are banned. Do you understand? Later on the show, I'll do open lines. But now, I only want calls if you're going to defend this show and tell me that I'm wrong. That's it. Now's your chance. You cry about it on Twitter. You cry about it online. Talk about how I'm biased. Whatever. Well, now's your opportunity to debate me about this. The lines are open now. No call screener. I hit the button and you're on the air. Now, the show sucked. Absolutely terrible show. Let's talk about it here very quickly. It opened up 
you guys remember the lowest rated quarter in the history of Raw? It was a Miz and Morrison handicap match. Okay, well, let's open Raw with Miz and Morrison out here doing a reenactment of a Christmas story. Miz is sitting there on Santa's chair. He's got, for some reason, a headset mic. I don't even know why, because we're in the Thunderdome. You don't even need a mic. But he's reading this dumb story. It barely rhymes, which is a crime in my opinion. He's talking about TLC. He's got AJ out there as an actor in his play. He's got John Morrison dressed up as Drew McIntyre. He's got a sword. They do this goofy reenactment. And then the story ends with Miz saying he's going to be the champion after TLC. AJ gets mad at Miz. They start arguing. And then out comes Sheamus. They get in a brawl, and AJ throws a Christmas tree at him. In 2010, Impact TNA, they did a pay-per-view, and somebody hit somebody with a barbed wire Christmas tree. I almost lost my mind. Well, in hindsight, at least that tree was made out of barbed wire. This is just a dumb Christmas tree. It sets up a match. It's Sheamus and AJ Styles. Sheamus, I mean, he can have good matches. AJ Styles is an excellent professional wrestler. They had the most boring 16-minute match you could imagine. If they wrestled a thousand times, 999 of those matches would be better than this one. I don't know how I stayed awake. They do this match. AJ gets beaten up the whole match. He gets a fluke pinfall. And now it's going to be excited to see him challenge for the title at the pay-per-view. They didn't even screw Drew's best friend to get the win. He just beats the guy. Then they beat up Sheamus afterwards. They tie him upside down on the ropes. They beat him up forever with a chair. And not a hint of Drew McIntyre coming out to save his friend. Drew's supposed to be a babyface. Sheamus is invariably going to turn on the guy, and I'm supposed to feel sympathy for Sheamus? Every time this guy gets his ass kicked, his best buddy never comes out to save him. Matt Riddle is a comedy geek with bro nuts. He's doing some segment backstage. Then we have The New Day and Jeff Hardy with Matt Riddle against The Hurt Business. And it's basically four... I guess I guess MVP was out there, but regardless, this match was at least good. Bobby Lashley submits Jeff Hardy after interference by whoever, doesn't matter. And I mean, there's interference in every match, so what difference does it make? And Bobby Lashley taps out Jeff Hardy. Um, the match was fine. Lana's with Asuka backstage. Asuka's trying to convince her to do this match tonight because Lana is petrified to get in the ring with Nia Jax, even though as a team, they have beat Nia and Shayna twice. We end up having Lana and Nia. The match goes like two minutes because they have no faith in these two in the ring. Lana beats her clean with a cradle after knocking her off the ropes. Nia and Shayna then destroy Lana and they put her out of action. She's out of the match on Sunday. After three months of storytelling there's one way to get out of this dumb story and it's for lana to put oscar or lana to put naya through a table and they win the tag team titles they can't even do that lana just beats naya she gets her revenge in a two-minute nothing match with a fluke pin and then they take her out of the pay-per-view match 
That's your payoff, everybody. I'm sure they've got some brilliant idea for down the road. But for now, that's your payoff. She's not even getting her tag title match in the pay-per-view. After they beat them two straight times in non-title matches. Elias has a new best buddy. How does he have a new best buddy? Well, you see he got electrocuted when he stuck wood into a speaker that's not even plugged into electricity. The speaker blows up. Apparently he had a near-death experience And in his near-death experience, he thought of one man, Jackson Riker. Who claims, by the way, Jackson Riker, that Elias' music has changed his life? Now they're buddies. I can't wait to see more there. Keith Lee faces Miz and Morrison. Apparently they had the match signed, but then they shot the angle for it after the match had been signed. They go out there. The match is not very good. It's another Miz-Morrison handicap match. And for the first time on the main roster, Keith Lee is pinned in the middle of the ring. And it's by comedy geeks, Miz and Morrison. They beat Keith Lee. Bray Wyatt comes out as a babyface. He's giving his puppets a tour, a field trip. They're taking him to the Thunderdome. He then announces in the go-home show for TLC that he wants to play hide-and-seek with Randy Orton. Randy Orton appears on the big screen. He accepts his challenge to play hide-and-seek. Bray then goes all over the building playing hide-and-seek with Randy Orton. Ricochet, the storyline is, he's going through one member of Retribution at a time before he finally gets to Ali. But in this storyline, he's losing to everybody. He lost last week to Slapjack, and this week he faces Mace, and Mace beats him clean. He's just getting beaten by them one at a time, apparently to lead to the big money match against Ali. Shayna faces Dana Brooke. The match goes a minute. It ends in a disqualification. Mandy Rose runs down to make the save with a stick. She is beaten up, even though she has a stick. And finally, a third babyface, Asuka, has to run down to make it three-on-two advantage babyfaces. That is how they run off these two heels. Matt Riddle faces MVP. They go one minute. All the heels hit the ring afterwards. Riddle runs off with his donuts. And finally, in the culmination of hide-and-seek, Randy Orton finds Bray. He beats him up. He puts him in a box. He lights the box on fire. The announcers could not possibly care less about this. But alas, the Fiend shows up, and he chokes out Randy Orton, and that's the end of that. Show ends with, oh, we can't do a contract signing. Because we just did it on SmackDown. So instead, it is called an Ascension Ceremony. They put the belt up on this gimmick. AJ buries Drew. Drew buries AJ. They get in a big brawl. A bunch of dudes run, and they basically tell you at the pay-per-view. It's actually AJ, Miz, Morrison, and Omos against Drew McIntyre in a TLC match. They have a big shamaz. They beat up. Drew McIntyre for like 30 minutes like they always do, and they leave him for dead. That's how Raw goes off the air. A horrible show. I have no idea how anybody made it through three hours. As Mike noted, and he can note more when we come back from the break, he watched the show on delay, and everybody that contacted him hated something different on the show. We'll get comments from Mike after the break. If you'd like to defend this show or SmackDown, you know the number. And if you don't, if you've never called before, 
I'll give it to you after the break. Only defenders of Raw and SmackDown may call. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. You know a term that I've heard since the early days of the internet, Mike? What's that? Keyboard Warriors. Yeah, there's a lot I of I hear from there. them every day. Well, now's your opportunity, everybody. I'm opening up the phone lines. In fact, they've been open for 16 minutes right now. And here's the phone number, 844-913-2727. 844-913-2727. You may only call if you are one of those folks that wants to defend Raw and SmackDown this week. I want to hear from you. I hear from you on the internet all the time, but normally it's hiding behind some egg on Twitter with zero followers. I want you to call in and tell me. Now's your chance. Now, if you call about anything else, you are banned from calling this show. I'll block your number. I only want defenders of Raw and SmackDown. I will give you your chance to speak. Do not embarrass yourself or other defenders of Raw and SmackDown. Do your best. And before we go, apparently you have a couple of callers here on the line. So we'll go to them here in a moment. But first, Mike, anything to add to what I got into here a moment ago? There's not much to add other than, yeah, it was that bad. I mean, you just pick your thing because it seemed like everybody was doing that last night. I didn't watch the show until... Very, very early this morning, uh, I thankfully have a chance to fast forward through the commercials, which makes it, you know, somewhat better. I wish I just could have fast forwarded through the actual show and watched the commercials. That would have been a little bit better. Ricochet on an L streak to get to the head of, of evolution or evolution retribution. The Lana situation. Maybe she's hurt. I don't know. Has any news broke today? Because this whole storyline has been baffling. They take her out of it. I guess Mandy Rose is in. I have no idea. Keith Lee challenges two guys to a handicap match. And then, essentially, I don't want to say loses clean, but... uh, he did. He lose, lost clean. Loses clean, and in he's a the guy that match. made the challenge. Exactly. He gets his knee clipped. They both fall on top of him, and and that's that. Now, why both guys had to be? This was a tornado handicap match. I ha- I have no idea. I, I I don't know what this was. They didn't tag in and out. Although rules don't really matter there anyway. Imagine getting electric electrocuted. And seeing uh, God or whatever it is, and then hiring on Jackson Riker. And he's your law and order guy. And he of didn't all see people, God. He saw Jackson Riker. That's what he said in his promo. Oh, okay. I guess it was on the way to God. You hit purgatory and Jackson Riker was sitting there as he was unconscious and electrocuted. But can you imagine a guy who went on Twitter in real life with all of the stuff he did as a law and order guy beating up a bunch of minorities there in, in that segment? I, I know that caught a couple people's attention. Matt Riddle in The Rabbit. You you didn't even say anything about I didn't that even in the beginning. Matt Riddle and the stupid rabbit. I mean, pick your thing. You pick it, and, and then try to sit there and watch that show for three hours. This is going to be the lowest. I don't know if this is going to be the lowest rated third hour because Miz and Morrison uh, were not in the main event. But I don't know how anybody could have made it through the first hour. They didn't even and advertise a main event. I will give the. Here's the one. The one silver lining, and even that silver lining, is attached to something I don't like. Some people have said, why do they keep Bobby Lashley this strong? 
Man, I'm a big fan of that. One, I like Bobby Lashley. And two, you have to keep that, that kind of character strong, in my opinion. And, hey, it's okay. It's okay that Drew McIntyre is a strong character. It's okay that, that Bobby Lashley is, even though they're not facing off against each other. It's good to have winners, you know, on your brand. But the problem here is they're going to keep him strong. And I have a feeling lose to Matt Riddle. Lose the United States Championship to Matt Riddle, who will be a complete and utter joke if he's not there already. I don't know how you could walk around with bro nuts and get a a cartoon puppet to to. I just this is not it's not aimed at me, which is fine, which is actually not good for them because I'm I'm nearing you know their their prime age demographic of fifty plus. I got a couple years to go, but. I, I don't know who can who they're aiming this show at, and I don't know who can sit there and watch it all the way through. And I would love to hear from these callers because trolls or not, go ahead and try to defend this show in any possible way with the exception of, again, keeping Bobby Lashley strong. What was the other redeeming value of this show? What, from a, as a viewer, what do you take away from this show that really makes you want to see the next one? Forget about seeing... Forget about seeing TLC. What makes you now want to watch SmackDown and see more of this programming? Well, let's give I him just, a chance here. Duluth, Minnesota, you are on the air. What is going on? Hi, Brian. First off, shout out to the Twitch homies. Second off, I got to try and defend Raw. Please. Riddle was awesome on Raw. He was. Goodbye. Riddle got... <laughs> no, I want to hear this. He oh, okay. came up with the name The Hardy Bros, which was awesome. It's a great name. It gives Jeff Hardy something to do. Riddle went out and got a great win on Raw. And then I thought The Rabbit was hilarious. It's a good callback to the Survivor Series tag team names with Skipper the Rabbit. He got an autograph from a puppet, and then he said, tight. Meanwhile... Randy Orton tried to burn someone, which you can't burn someone every week. But Are you once right over every there, Mike? Few weeks or months? No, great, it's entertaining. <laughs> no. You're you're about to you're about to kill my co-host. I thought Randy caller. Orton was great. Randy Orton was great. Randy Orton was great on Raw. I could watch this every week. Riddle was great. There's All right. Some things I can't defend. Okay. Well, listen. I want to thank you very much for the call. You must I, have better stuff than Riddle. Hey, listen. To think that. Listen, I appreciate that guy calling in. And I think what they're doing with Matt Riddle is, like, bro, that's all I can say, okay? <laughs> but you know what? You know what? I watched the show, and I watched what Matt Riddle was doing and what they're making him do. And listen, there is a what, segment <laughs> There's a segment of the WWE, the current remaining WWE audience. There is a segment of them that they, they never saw Matt Riddle before the main roster. They never saw Matt Riddle in NXT. They have no idea what Matt Riddle can and cannot do. And the character that they're seeing now, while it is a shell of the real Matt Riddle, I can see people being entertained by it. He's not like anybody else. His delivery, I mean, he is funny doing this. I'm not advocating for it at all, okay? But I can see someone sincerely saying that they are... Inter especially somebody who's a diehard WWE fan. I can see a WWE diehard sincerely finding what's going on with Matt Riddle funny. So, I don't think that guy was trolling. I appreciate his call. Thank you. 
You're right over there? No, no, I'm not actually. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that are entertaining, I guess, but they're not good. And just because something's entertaining to you does not make it a good show for all. And if you step back and actually look at this thing, I mean, you, there are people that thought the the late 90s, you know, 1999 or really 2000 into 2001 WCW was entertaining because there was always something ridiculous going on. There was always something to laugh at. There was always something goofy and then they got, you know, further into the toilet and they're out of business. Now, we don't have to worry about that with WWE as far as going out of business. But, you know, just because Randy Orton's a great professional and makes great faces when all this nonsense is going on doesn't mean that it's a pile of nonsense. So, I mean, is this like Roger on American Dad where there's a character that everybody, you know, there there's one character he has that the entire family doesn't know who he is. He's an alien on the show, and there's a character that he will go through multiples, but there's always one that somebody in the family has absolutely no idea that it's him. I mean, is that it with Randy Orton and The Fiend? What because in the he seems world to are you talking about? Uh, it doesn't matter, but it's okay because we're talking about Raw and who the hell knows well, what's going on Well, I got more callers anyway. that want to defend it here, Mike. Well, hold on. Before you go on to the callers that defend it here, I mean... I don't know. Can, can somebody then tell me also, as you're defending this, why everybody's an idiot on this show? Why is Matt Riddle an idiot? Why is Keith Lee an idiot? Why is Ricochet an idiot? Why is Lana a cowardly idiot? Why is Randy Orton an idiot that thinks The Fiend and Randy Orton are two different people? Why is WWE a bunch of idiots and they let people get lit on fire? I mean, just there is... I know that there is wrestling logic that you know you need to bring in here, and you got to put your wrestling brain in and throw some other stuff to the side. But I mean, good lord! <laughs> Go ahead, give it your shot. Thank God, Yonkers, you're on the air. What's going on, Yonkers? Uh, good. Good afternoon, Brian. Good afternoon, uh, Michael. Shout out to Twitch homies, Michael. Uh, listen, the only Thanks, thing. Dad. <laughs> The only thing that I will defend is the Lana finish because honestly, after story time with the Miz, I tapped out in record time. Um, How so are you defending Raw think right about now? It this way. Okay, I'm thinking. I'll spit um, it for him. So Lana had the ring awareness to hold on to the rope and successfully escape the Super Samoan drop. Yes. The knowledge to kick Nia's leg out of her leg. Yes. And successfully pin a woman three times her, not three, two times her size, literally two times her size for the three count. That it is 10 times better than winning a Survivor Series match by doing nothing. Well, I, I will give you that. I want to thank you very much for the call. We're about to go to break. I was going to say, wait, I if mean, you get a 20% in a class, it's an E. If you get a 55% in a class, it's still an E. You still fail. I will give him that at least she succeeded. But that's part of the problem. Back in a moment, Observer Live. A few things here. What's that? Number one, we got more callers here on the line. Oh, now, God. Now, I do want to, I do want to say this, that... I mean, everyone's kind of cheating right here because what I asked for mm -hmm. was for you to tell me that Raw and SmackDown, like, the shows themselves are good. Like, hey, that was a good three-hour show. Instead, everyone's like, well, you know, this one thing on a three-hour show entertained me. That's kind of cheating. Now, 
I'll accept that because I am a fair man. I want to give yeah. everybody their opportunity to speak. But so far, nobody has been able to successfully tell me how these shows these shows are good. Yeah, please. A blind squirrel gets a nut twice a day or whatever the stupid saying is. That's right. And a you know what? on a squirrel gets a nut twice a day, yes. That last one there, the only thing I'm more appalled at than defending the show is Denise claiming she doesn't like Kit Kats. They're horrible. You are they a are. failure as They're a person. A fa- you think I'm a failure? Rare I've said that to another human being, but Man, there God ain't almighty. nothing that doesn't get better when you add caramel to it, man. Come on. Bro, I didn't say you can't add caramel. It's caramel, not caramel. Man, shut up. What do you, you think this is? You bought a cardboard is? pizza, for heaven's sakes. Man, I never thought I wanted to get back to talking about You're the raw. one that ate potato chips made of chicken. They weren't <laughs> Bro. They were protein chips. Oh, what was the protein? My... You told me it was chicken yesterday. Now you're changing your story because yeah, you realize breast. how preposterous it was. They're made out of chicken breast. All protein to keep these guns big, baby. Boris, save this show. Try to defend this raw. You're on the air. Oh, man, I'll do my best. Hey, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I'll defend Raw like this. I watch it most weeks, and I'll say this. Maybe this makes a big difference. I do watch it with the sound off most weeks. But but <laughs> I still think that what Raw does really well, if you bear with me. Whoa, whoa, whoa hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to mute him for a second because I got I to gotta sit back and prepare for this. Boris, everybody, is about to tell us, and I quote, what Raw does really well. Boris. Okay, I will ahead. tell you. Okay, here's my hypothesis. I think what Raw does really well is you have said before, Brian, that uh, WWE has amazing video packages. And when you guys watch uh, these pay-per-views with people that do not watch the weekly shows, they love the video packages. They think they're weird, wacky, wild. And you've also said that Raw is down to the hardcores who are used to and like this three-hour format. And so I will posit as my defense that what Raw does really, really well is it creates the content for these video packages by showing great, cool characters i see on my screen with no sound i see bobby lashley jeff harvey matt riddle lana oscar bray randy maybe not so much randy but the rest of them visually amazing cool characters the hurt business in their suits they look like the avengers walking together until they start you know pouring milk on some guy but before that before they ruin their own suits with milk they are such a cool visual that would exist on any cable program and when you Boil that down to a video package before a pay-per-view. It sells the pay-per-view. That's what Rod does well. I want to thank you very much for the call, Boris. But are are you out of your mind? I think your your defense was if you watch the show with no sound, stuff looks cool. That's the raw defense. I'm not going to ban him because I believe he was sincere. Well, and I, I wish say- I could watch that show with no sound. Don't ban him because I may need to get something from him, uh, from how it sounds, because whatever he is taking to watch this show uh, with the sound down and somehow make it more whimsical or amazing, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, the Hurt Business, they do have great suits, and I cannot believe that Bobby Lashley dumped a whole gallon of milk on the man where half of it went on himself, but... Uh, Hey, look, everybody does look visually appealing now, don't they? Vince does like that. Jeff Hardy with all this. Everybody's got a look. Everybody's got a look. I guess they have that. That's what you got? 
That's that, what he that's had. That's the defense of this show. That's what he that's had. That's the defense of this show. Lana being out of the match helps TLC. Doesn't doesn't help this show. And I, I just I don't that I don't care. I don't care. Well. I don't care. No one else is calling, so I'm going to turn these phones off for a while. I need a break anyway. Can we turn this to something else other than wrong? Yeah, I got a lot to talk about, but 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 listen. You know what this is? Is someone in the actually many people on the chat here notice this? It's mental gymnastics. That is what I see on my timeline on a regular basis. Mental gymnastics. Because there's a psychology here, okay? And I think the psychology is there is a group of people that like wrestling, and they like WWE, or they used to like WWE. I don't even know if it's anymore. But they were WWE fans. The show has gone off the rails. And so what they have to do is, in order to feel better about themselves, they must do mental gymnastics to convince themselves that what they like is cool. Now, I mean, to me, I like stuff like mics, microphones. That ain't cool. But I don't need to convince myself that it's okay to like it. I just like it. Some people need to convince themselves that it's okay to like what they like. I don't know why, but that's what's happening here. They must convince themselves that I'm wrong and you're wrong and all these people that don't like... They must convince themselves those people are wrong and they must convince themselves that there's good stuff and that the show is actually good. When in reality, it's okay as a fan to think that what you're a fan of sucks. I mean, maybe the See, defense. This is a mental gymnastics. Maybe you this need to defend disorder. it. Maybe you need to defend it so that you feel okay watching it because you're watching something that sucks. I don't know. It's a it's a very advanced. Like psych- maybe I need to get a psychiatrist here on this show. Oh yeah, everybody's playing 4D chess on us, right? Everybody's playing 4D chess. Oh, they're on playing your 4D chess with themselves, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but this isn't. That's not mental gymnastics. That that's like again, that's like a mental disorder. You are you're convincing yourself, you're in denial, and you're convincing yourself that what you're watching is good. I mean, I just no. No. This is dumb. This whole right. thing is dumb. So listen, we do have a lot of stuff coming up that's not raw. Good. So tonight we have Impact Wrestling, everybody. Oh. And Kenny Omega and Don Callis return to the show here tonight. We have got Fallout. From the pay-per-view this past weekend. We have got Tennille Dashwood versus Alicia. Alicia Edwards. Semi-finals of the Knockouts Tag Team Title Tournament. Which is Tasha Steeles and Kara Hogan versus Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. And Carl Anderson will be wrestling Chris Sabin. So, that's Impact tonight. And then, whatever happens on Impact tonight... With Don Callis and Kenny Omega, they are then heading to AEW the following night. And AEW, we've got Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela, no DQ. Cody Rhodes versus Angelico. Hangman Page, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, and The Acclaimed. I'm sorry, SCU versus The Acclaimed. Matt Hardy and Private Party are facing... Hangman Page in the Dark Order. Serena Deeb and Big Swole versus Ivelisse and Diamante. And Jericho, MGF, Santana, Ortiz, Sammy, Hager, Wardlow, Lolface, Top Flight, Varsity Blondes, Brandon Cutler, and The Best Friends. That's a big match. And for NXT, O'Reilly versus Dunn, Gargano versus Theory, Kushida, I'm sorry, Gargano and Theory versus Kushida and Ruff. 
feel like I'm defending Raw here. My brain is just short-circuited. And Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Karrion Cross also returns to action. Now, Mike, mm-hmm. I actually, you may want to mute your input here when I talk about this news, because I'm not sure you can take it. SmackDown did 2.206 million viewers, up 3.6 from last week, highest viewership for the show since November 20th. God bless. God bless these people. I've said it before, I could only pray to have a fan base as loyal as this SmackDown fan base. 18 to 49, they were down from last year, 14.3%. They were down 5.3% in total viewers. But they did do a .06 in 18 to 49. Tied Shark Tank as the top spot on all of cable television. God bless. Uh, ratings. Uh, ratings uh, tonight or later on today when they're released. That football game last night, which we didn't mention, the Browns-Ravens game, was a hell of a game, an incredible banger. Went till after 11 o'clock Eastern time. Wild. So that's not going to help the situation either. I don't have a defense of SmackDown of why the number was so good. The thing with a show like that is, though, when it's, when it's like that, uh, what's it going to look like next week? Now that TLC is going to take place this weekend and that's going to be out of the way and you give somebody such a horrible show, what's the number going to look like next week? On the converse of that, you know, on the flip side of that, coming up Wednesday with AEW, it's going to be interesting to see what their number is since they had two weeks of loaded up shows with a big number. It'll be interesting to see because you got to figure Maybe it chances are it's going to fall a little bit, but where does it fall and settle at? You know, I don't know if it's going to go up. If it goes up, God bless them. Great. But we'll see where it, where it settles in. And just a, 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 a correction on you from the opening when you talked about the Miz reading uh, a Christmas story. He was not reading a Christmas story. He was reading that wacky AJ Styles book. The actual Christmas story is going to be on Turner. And what those guys have planned for it from what has leaked out so far in the press release looks a lot better than anything WWE is doing. So I even find now- that hard hard to believe that the christmas story stuff that how they, can that be true you didn't see yeah i know what how amazing thing how can they do something more creative than wwe but you know wwe is going to get in this the spot now where aew is doing what they're good at all this wacky stuff and this sort of thing and they're going to actually do better stuff than what wwe is doing they certainly looked like they did did it with the clips that they had i'm done with this show i don't care anymore make it stop Bert says, do you remember, Brian, when you said last year Matt Riddle's maybe that one guy, that one exception that Vince wouldn't be able to butcher on the main roster because of how unique he is and how there is nobody like him? Now he is conversing with puppets. Well, I was right. He is unique and there's nobody like him on the main roster. I was wrong that he could not be screwed up. You notice, by the way, I have not said including about Rhea Ripley, I have not said for a long time that so-and-so could not be screwed up on the main roster. I have now been convinced as a fan that everybody is going to be screwed up on the main roster. Now, if other fans have now figured that out as I have, that ain't good long-term. 
Remember when Matt Riddle was a huge draw amongst teenage boys? Yes, I remember when he was big with teenage boys. It's like Bailey with teenage girls. What, you know, what, what did that mean? Wyatt, nothing. he has now demanded an autograph from a puppet on a carrot. <laughs> yes. Not sure he's still going to be big with those teenage boys. This show sucks! Get Bray off my TV, this person says. The Bray-Wyatt talking segment with him giving the pub... The Funhouse Puppets, a field trip. You know what's so funny about that, too, is... Nothing. He's given... No, this actually was funny. He's actually giving them a field trip, supposedly, of this this Thunderdome. And then he says, I'm going to tell some jokes, okay? And they're all Viper jokes. So he tells these jokes. They're not funny. And then he laughs and laughs and laughs. In what universe is this not what every heel who has ever told a joke in the history of wrestling has done. But he's supposed to be a baby face. Sure, Appalling. Ruins my day. Ruins my day. Ruins the rest of the show. I hate talking about this. Can we figure out something else to talk about on Tuesday than a crappy Raw show? If Bro, they're not going to try, I don't want to try to give them the credit and talk about it. I'm just going through these emails one by one, buddy. <clears throat> the, the callers can turn this show around, or the texters. So far, nobody has. And that's not on them. That's what they're talking about. Dom, throw this thing to break and save it. He is. A music's playing. Are you deaf? Back in a moment. Observer Live. Look at this internet tough guy. The Big Tuna. I ended my sub specifically because the bias has gone completely out of control. I'm sure you'll be fine. Well, do me a favor. I will be fine. Kiss my big fat white ass on the way out. Hey, calm down, Mike. It is obvious why he's got 13 followers, however. I just broke somebody's mind in the Twitch chat by explaining to them that Bray Wyatt, the fiend, is a babyface. Wait, is Bray Wyatt a babyface or is the fiend a babyface? Because they're, they're two both, different people. They're both babyfaces. Idiots. So stupid. Yeah, Randy Orton two does. Two different people. Randy Orton believes they're two different people. Calm down over there, Mike. I hate this show. You realize that your blood pressure being elevated for even a short period of time leads to cognitive decline? I just read about that yesterday. That's all you need is cognitive decline. Can it get any worse? It's a bad show, everyone. It's a bad show. Everyone had all these opportunities here to text about something other than Raw. And let's read the, the latest text that went through my bin. Ah! Raw. Was it within the rules for Cedric Alexander to push Jeff Hardy off the ropes last night in front of the ref? He was the illegal man. Here's another thing. Forget about that. The Hurt Business has been one of the best things, one of the only good things on this whole stinking stupid show. And they have got to do the same stupid tag thing that they do with everybody else. As soon as they get a little bit of calm in that group, Cedric now is going to end up getting kicked out. they got to tease dissension because Cedric's celebrating too much. Get the hell out of here. Well, Mike, if it makes you feel any better, the chances are Vince will completely forget he was going to break them up by... And probably he's already forgotten, by the way, since there was no dissension yesterday. So, fear not. My friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I am done for today. Actually, I'm not done. I'm going to go post ratings in a second at Brian Alvarez, and then we're going to watch a retro show later on tonight. Check it out at WrestlingObserver.com. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Mike, I think your nose is bleeding. Wrestling Observer Live.